Chapter Twenty of Dyke Darrell. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Dyke Darrell, the Railroad Detective, or The Crime of the Midnight Express, by Frank Pinkerton. Chapter Twenty, Overmatched by a Girl. A low chuckle fell from the lips of Madge Scarlet. I reckon you've met your match this time, Dyke Darrell. I will now enjoy the sweetest revenge. It will be like honey to my blistered tongue. You've done your last shadowing of your betters. Daniel, husband, you shall be avenged before tomorrow's sun rises over Chicago. Lighting her lamp, the woman fiend bent down and peered through a square opening in the floor to the depths below. It was too far down for the rays of light to penetrate, but she could well imagine that a mangled form lay directly below on the stone floor. A faint groan reached her ears. Ha! He's coming to his senses. I must see that he don't outwit Aunt Madge yet. Then, replacing the trap, the woman left the place, and a little later descended the narrow stairs and entered the room beneath the trap. There on the stone floor lay the pretended old man, gasping in pain, yet not able to help himself. Quickly Madge Scarlet bent over the prostrate and helpless victim of her cunning, and began binding his limbs with a stout cord that she had brought with her for the purpose. In a little time the work was completed, and Madge Scarlet stood up with her arms akimbo viewing her work, a satisfied smile playing about the toothless lips. "'I'll peel you, so that there'll be no deception hereafter,' murdered the fiend, and suiting actions to words she tore the disguise from the detective's head and face and flung it aside. Thought to fool the old woman, eh? A curdling laugh followed. After gloating over the detective for some time, Madge Scarlet picked up her lamp and turned away a feeling of intense satisfaction in her heart at the knowledge that she had her enemies so completely at her mercy. It was satisfaction for one day at least. The woman passed through two basement rooms, unlocking and locking doors, until she at length stood in the presence of Nell Darrell. "'I ain't here with supper, madam,' sneered the woman, as Nell started up and approached her. "'You're not to have a mouthful to eat just at present. That's the compliments your husband sends.' But Nell did not seem to appreciate the gross wit of her keeper. I am not hungry, woman, but I appeal to you to permit me to go from this place. I shall die here in a short time. Die, then! Nothing would please me better than to witness your last struggles. And Mrs. Scarlet emitted a laugh that was horrible to hear. Nell had much of the determined spirit of her daring brother in her composition. She was not yet ready to give up all hope and fall crushed in despair. Her right hand grasped the butt of the little derringer she had been thoughtful enough to provide herself with before leaving home. "'Will nothing move you, woman?' "'Nothing,' sneered Mrs. Scarlet. "'Your brother sent my husband to a dungeon, and to his death, and for that and other wicked work of his I mean to be avenged. I shall cause him to suffer through his sister. You imagine the handsome Elliston a monster, I reckon, but I will show you that he is but a child compared to Madge Scarlet. Stop. I do not care to listen to you.' Please hand over the keys to this den of demons. A cocked pistol was brought forward to emphasize the fair prisoner's demand. A sneering laugh answered the girl's demand. Madge Scarlet did not seem to look upon the weapon as a dangerous one. Quick, I have no time to parley. Fling down the keys, toss them to the door yonder, and then take your place in yonder corner. Do you hear me? So stern was the girl's voice, so full of intense meaning as to amaze the infamous woman who confronted her. This is all a joke. It will prove a dear joke if you don't obey. Stop. One step toward me and I fire. I am in deadly earnest. And the sneering Madge Scarlet realized that she was. 
It was a most humiliating position. Once the woman thought of making a quick spring, but a pressure of the trigger was all that was necessary to send a bullet on an errand of death. With reluctance, the woman drew a bundle of keys from her pocket and flung them to the floor behind her, and closed to the door that stood ajar. Don't be so spiteful. Now, then, go to that corner, move quickly. The girl still threatened her keeper with the cocked derringer, and she crossed the floor with a growl that was not pleasant to hear. There, that is about right. Then Nell Darrell backed to the door, snatched up the bundle of keys and lamp, passed into the next room, securing the door just as the hag from within came against it with tremendous force, at the same time uttering a series of the most ear-splitting yells. The door failed to yield, and Nell now hastened to improve her opportunity for escape that the carelessness of Mrs. Scarlet had given her. End of chapter 20